When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's an exciting day, isn't it? We've been counting down a cup day for a fair while now here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and we've got the privilege of being able to speak to the Addington Racing Manager and all things harness racing is Greg O'Connor. Great to speak to you, Greg. G'day, Baz. Uh, yeah, this day is always well anticipated, isn't it? I suppose, for me, it's almost like Christmas Day every time it comes around, the second Tuesday in November. And <laughs> this year's, I was going to say, no different, but of course we all know it's very different and it'll be a different <laughs> feel on track today. Yeah, t- talk to us a little bit about what we're expecting on track. Obviously not the, the crowd or anything there, but is there still some sort of vibe, the atmosphere? There'll obviously be the anticipation from the from the drivers and, and the owner, uh, the the trainers, but just explain to us how, how that's going to look today. Yeah, look, it's, it's going to have a completely different feel to it. Over the years at Addington, we've had anywhere between twenty to 24,000 on track, and, and as you know, with the large public stand that used to house about seven or 8,000 pre-earthquake, it was packed to the gunnels, and, and the atmosphere you could really feel, uh, particularly once the horses went out onto the track for the cup, but this year... Uh, we've had to restrict it to about 1,200 people. So there's 12 pods of 100, and they include uh, the major sponsors of the day, uh, one of which can't be there, Richard Cole and his team from IRT, who sponsor the Cup. They can't come down because they're Auckland-based, so they'll be watching it mm. from afar, but all of the other local sponsors uh, will be here. The owners, the all-important owners that absolutely provide us with the product to, uh, to have on the track, They've had an opportunity to come, as have the members of the New Zealand Metropolitan Trotting Club, and uh, that's basically the extent of the crowd. And, and the other major part with that is, is they'll be inside. Uh, yes, there'll be a few on the roof. Um, there's a pod of owners that choose that have chosen to be able to go to the stable area and see their horse, but they're not able to uh, get into any of the hospitality areas, and vice versa. If you're in a hospitality area, you can't go to the stable. So, uh, yes, it'll have a different feel, but we're racing for the same money, which is quite remarkable, and mm. there'll be 12 winners at the end of the mm. day, and there'll be the 118th winner of, of this great race. Gee, it's, it's some logistics to pull together, isn't it? <laughs> Has there been a bit of a, a, bit of a uh, nightmare for you trying to get all the, the COVID rules and things 
things arranged to ensure that you still get give people the great experience of of of, uh, of Cup Day? Yeah, look, I, I haven't had a huge hand in it, but we've had a big team, and I, and it has been logistically a nightmare. In fact, a couple of the people that have worked there for over sort of thirty, thirty-five years said this has been the most difficult. There's uh, markings on the ground, for example, there's five different coloured dots that once you get to the track, you've got to follow that dot all the way to your area. And then once you get there, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all table served and you've got to sit down. Oh, it, it sounds really bizarre, but it's, it, it's the world we live in. And, and uh, you're right, mm-hmm. it's taken a hell of a lot of effort to uh, even get it to a stage because, well, you know very well, we need to be racing in this country. It's a huge uh, lifeline mm-hmm. for so many people, not only those participating in Christchurch for Cup Week, but there's float drivers, farriers, speed merchants all over the, the land rely on the racing industry. So we don't want to stuff it up on one of our biggest days. And In fact, it's our biggest race day because it's the highest turnover domestically uh, race day of the year. So we don't want to stuff it up on the biggest day where everyone's watching to ruin it for the industry uh, You know, further down the track. So... Look, I think we have to put it to the side, though, Baz, and just focus on the fact that we're lucky to be racing. We're lucky to have the wonderful horses and some of those people you talked about before. I mean, you've talked to the top four favourites for the IRT New Zealand Cup Day, (laughs) um, and you're about to talk to Ray Green. Fancy being him. You know, he's he's sitting at his place in Pukekohe and working his horses, and he can't even be there to watch his superstar copy that. Uh, he only left last Thursday, though, so basically the finishing touches have been completed uh, before he's even got here. But what a challenge for him. What a challenge for Barry Purden and Scott Feenland. I think Barry Purden's won four of these. How would he like to be there to see his coolest name horse in the race, bad to the bone? Uh, go around, you know. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's oh. stories behind so many of the starters. I can hear it in your voice, Greg. I can hear it in your voice. Is he here, mate? I've been to the Cup Day. It's a great day. Last two years, I absolutely loved it. So when I heard the news it wasn't going to happen, I was distraught. And I've got to watch it from my couch <laughs> with two whinging kids. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll get it done. But, um, mate, <laughs> just talk about the Cup. The Cup race, it, we've spoken to a lot of the the mainstayers, are they going to be the ones that are going to be there towards the end of the, the main race? Self-assured, I got on that last year with Mark Purden, South Coast Arden, Natalie Rasmussen. Are those the big ones? Blair Orange will copy that? Yeah, they are. They are. There's no question about that at all. And, and a horse that's got a major part to play in the race is Classy Brigade. Now, for those uninitiated, yeah. those who don't watch harness racing all the time, it is a standing start race, so the horses have to stand there before they step away, which is unique, I suppose, from a racing perspective, uh, particularly those in the thoroughbred code, that horses 500 kilos standing there with straps around their legs when they're going to be asked to go yeah. as fast as they possibly can, have to stand and then go. But that's what the race is. It's all part of the intrigue. And Classy Brigade is a standing start superstar. He steps away quicker than anyone else, therefore he can land in front nice and early. He's probably, or almost guaranteed, I'd say, not wanting to lead all of the way. However, I know you blokes like having a bet. The TAB have an option. (laughs) Who will be leading at the winning post the first time? Really? They've got that option. Yep, and they run around to the winning post, two laps left to go. He's paying $2.10. If you like doubling your money and you want to be on the horse most likely to be leading early, he only has to lead for 800 metres before he decides which of those big ones you just mentioned. Copy that, most likely to get there first. Self-assured and South Coast Arden, 
both off the second row. They're not going to be getting there before copy that unless he misses away at the start. And he's got gun driver Blair Orange, four-time premiership winning driver sitting in the cart. He, he know, he'd driven this horse on four or five occasions now. In fact, it's, I think it's only three occasions. And twice he's won last year is the only time he missed out. And, of course, he drew one on the cup and missed away and never had any chance after that. So there's plenty of what they call power plays on there. The TAB have really got behind, um, you know, so many betting options now for you. You can take, for example, self-assured to win with uh, a horse called Laver. And isn't that the most appropriate name after the sporting weekend that we've had? This horse is by Art Major out of Venus Serena. And it's called Laver. Do you think the Sanfords, the part owners of this horse, don't mind a bit of tennis? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. We've got, we've got Michael Venus on later on too, so we might steer him into a little tip, a little punt on Laver too. What about outside um, outside the favourites then? Is there anything for those who like things a little, just a little juicier, you reckon, there, Greg? Yeah, well, he's, he's probably the horse, Lather. Um, he's been exceptional in his last two starts. And like his mother, Venus Serena, who was a multiple group one winner, very, very tough horse. Trained by Jeff and James Dunn, the father and son combination in their first season as trainers together. So that's another special moment for them. Um, again, the TAB offer you an option. Take the top four favourites out. Pick the horse that's going to finish first of the other 11. Now, that doesn't mean they can't finish in the top four. They just have to be the first of those 11 home. He was paying $6. I think he's about $4.50 now. So, yeah, that, that, that's a definite possibility, I think, Labor, um, if you want to play it that way. The other big thing today, and this will amuse you boys, uh, the box seat, which is a, a harness program we have each week, myself and Michael Guerin who uh, is a part of today, of course, at Addington. Um, we are punting for the nation. It is the Box Seat National yeah. Punters Club. It's available at tab.co.nz or at your local TAB. Rock up to the self-service terminal or an operator and say, I want to share any denomination. So if $5 is your way of betting, that's cool. If $50 is your way of betting, uh, please bet responsibly. But we will be doing the betting for you. I spent an hour with Michael yesterday. You guys will understand this. 55 minutes he was talking, I got about five minutes. I think most of the time I work with Mickey G, he thinks he's getting paid by the word. He didn't quite work out that that's not actually true. Hey, you got 60K oh, in here, mate. Are you nervous? You got 60K. It hasn't been one of the great sleeps of my life, I can promise you. I sort of woke up a couple of yeah. times and thought... Gee, I'll just go back and have a look at that trial. Or uh, maybe that horse might have a chance. So, uh, yeah, there's been a bit of that overnight. Look, it'll, it'll double, I would think, because most of the people will be yeah, into it today. And I know the boys get paid one got to about 250000 So, um, you know, I was thinking somewhere in the 150 to 200. Uh, what we've both done is we've both invested into it as well. And the reason we've done that is because then it's like we're betting with our own money. It's all very well. These punters club, mm. and you guys would have entered them before. You chuck your money in, and you basically write it off. You say to yourself, well, I don't really expect that to return. But we've put our money in too. And I don't know about Mickey G, but I certainly work pretty hard for my money, and um, I'm not really <laughs> prepared to be throwing it away. So uh, we've yeah. rung everyone we could possibly ring using – I added it up the other day. We've got about 50 years of um, media experience around harness racing. We're, we're tapping into all of that. It's no guarantee that we'll win, 
but I tell you what, we're going to have a mm. damn good crack at it. And what what would be more enjoyable than sitting there watching a race like the Styles Stakes and Franco Indy's paying a dollar seventy and we've got fifty thousand on him, or a horse like Self Assured who's looking to become the seventeenth horse to be a multiple winner of the Cup? Ah, we've got thirty thousand to win on him. I know what you'll be looking at. You'll be cheering as if that's your thirty large on. I'd say. Mm. I reckon that's a great idea, uh, especially if you don't know a whole lot about the industry, but you just want to have something invested in the day. Just just turn it over to you fellas and and let uh, and have a, a a really keen and, and knowledgeable interest in it. I think that's a great idea. I'm also going to have a little dart at Labour because Labour's paying forty one dollars and six fifty a place, and and I love those sorts of odds. So. Labour will get a little bit of my money as well. You just never know in these races, right? You never know what can what can come from the from the clouds. Uh, if you like something, feel free to get in, involved on it. Greg, I can hear the excitement in your voice. You're pumped, aren't you? Fizz for the day. Well, it is. I mean, this is this is the greatest race day. If it's your sport, it's not you guys, I suppose, sitting down to watch a World Cup, or more importantly, if you were playing in one, how excited you get. Um, when you've been in it all your life like I have and, and, and you know what goes into it. I mean, you own horses, Baz. You, you know how much time, effort and, and, you know, how lucky you need to be to even have a horse racing on this day, let alone in a $600,000 historic race like the IRT New Zealand Cup. So, no, I, I, I love it. I love the sport, always have. And um, we'll get there today and, and do our very best in, in these difficult circumstances. But, look, this COVID thing hasn't provided much joy for people so let's try and have some fun today and that's the whole thing behind this punters club Let, let's you know put a few smiles on on people's faces and the one great line i'll leave you boys with michael did say something pretty smart yesterday he said there is a positive out of COVID." he said when we leave the track today if we've lost all that money we'll have our masks on so no one will recognize us hopefully <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's good. That's it. outstanding. We just got it. We will let you go. Just a one sec. We've got a text in here from from Shane. He said, "Greg is an absolute legend. Great man." So we thought we'd better pass that on to you as well, mate. Have a great day today. Hope you get an opportunity as well, Greg, to maybe have a, a quiet beer and just enjoy um, being down there on track. And, and hopefully the punt goes well. Well, we'll get involved to the punters club and and all the best. Godspeed. Yeah, good on you, Greg. Good on you, Izzy. Thanks, guys. Any time. Thanks, boys. Perfect. Absolute legend. Greg O'Connor, who is the racing manager down there at Addington, but he's also a wealth of knowledge and experience in the industry, and you can just you can hear what it means to someone who's been invested in the industry for so long, what this day means, how special it is to all of those who support harness racing in this country. And, gee, those, those lucky 1,200 people down there who get the opportunity to turn up there today, they will have a great day. And if you're watching from afar, just raise your glass to, to all those who would like to be there but unfortunately can't be. But it'll, I'm sure it'll be a great day and, and we can hopefully make a bit of a quid. I don't mind that option, mate. I quite like that punters club is because I'm not overly yeah. knowledgeable on the on the harness stuff. So And I know those yeah. two, Greg O'Connor and mm. Mick Guerin, are absolute geniuses of this of that sport. So why would I'm going to turn my money over to them, I think. Yeah, See where we yeah that's to. a good option, Bez. That's a good option. And, and what about those options that the TAB have put up? Like, out of take the first four out, you can pick the next winner. The fact, four favourites, you can pick the next winner. Like, that would be perfect. That's just easy. Or well, the first to the finish line, $2.30, copycat. Copy that, I should say. Yeah, I'm on, mate. I'm yeah. on. Well done.
What a so he was saying, so so it was so copy that is, yeah. So that that is first to the finish line. So that was his bet. And then what did he mention about classy yep. brigade? He said that will be up on the speed as well, right? That's really quick off the speed, off the gun, off the mark because it's standing start and that changes thing, eh, mate? It's how annoying are those standing starts when your horse bolts or gallops at the start and you're like, oh no. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. It's not good. But oh. and then labour forty-one dollars yeah. and six fifty. Mm. Food for thought, isn't it? What yeah. a day! Love this day. Yeah. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Give us a call anytime on the Kennards High phone line 0800-150-811 or give us a text on double eight double three. Coming up, we got Jay Carter. He is the national coach for New Zealand golf. If you've got any questions, if you need any tips like ourselves, give us a te- uh, text, double eight double three, and we'll get those to Jay, and hopefully he can help us out because we need all the help we can get because we've got the donk coming up in a week's time down in Queenstown. Absolutely Whoa, can't hey. wait for that <laughs> golf tournament. Anyway, Jay Carter is the national coach for New Zealand, so would have had something to do with our current golfers doing big things on the big stage. Lydia Ko, Ryan Fox, Steve Alka, Tim Wilkinson, Daniel Hillier, Danny Lee, Amelia Garvey, the list could go on. I've probably forgotten someone, and Jay's going to remind me about that. But also, Jay is sporting the best beard I've ever seen going around. I wonder if he's still got it on his face. Good morning, Jay. <laughs> morning, mate. How are you? I'm good, mate. You still got that hell of a beard you're rocking last time I seen you? Are you still rocking with that? Uh, it came off, but it's it's uh, it's coming back not quite to the heights that I had it last time, but it's on its way. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. How you been anyway, mate? You keeping busy? Yeah, very good. It's a lovely day here in Taran, so uh, there'll be plenty of golfers out on the course today, which is nice. And obviously, feel for those that are based in Auckland and Waikato and Northland that are locked down, but um, golf's one of those sports I think we can still get out and enjoy, so that's good. Oh, it's a very enjoyable sport, and someone up in uh, Matamata there is, is is needing a few wee pointers, and we're going to get to that right away. We're going to get to it right away. What do you got, Baz? <laughs> you need a wee help? You need a wee hand? Jay, I need a hand. We're, we're going down. We're playing this golf tournament down in Queenstown. There's like 20 of the boys, and oh, my driver has just got like, it's got Tourette's or something, eh? Like, I mean, it just, yeah, it, yeah it's it's not. It's not not ideal. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I like leave it open or I flip it through. So, have you got anything that can just you know make sure that 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 I can at least get around the golf course? You know, I got some um, I got some track band data off you in 2017, believe it or not, and you were hitting your driver and you're swinging. I think about 115 miles an hour. And and is he? I've actually got track band. Um, data on you too, and you were about the same. But then for both of you, I said to you, can you give it a hit and and let one go a little bit? You both got your speed up to 123 miles an hour with relative ease, which is really high, and you shouldn't be swinging at 115 if you can swing it at 123. So my first hit would be unleash like you did with the cricket bat. And then from what I remember, looking at your numbers, looking at your numbers, um, you tended to you're you're both of you actually. So, um, Izzy, I'm not sure if you're playing in Queenstown, but your attack angles were a little bit steep. So your club was uh, at its lowest point about 10 centimetres after the ball, 
whereas ideally you'd want that club to be at its lowest point about maybe eight to ten centimetres before the ball, and then you can hit it on the up. And it'll be, I think, ah. as as for you, it'd be like hitting a half volley over the long off. That so we're getting too steep on it. You're saying? Are, are we? That, is that why we chunk it? Is that? Are we getting too steep? Is that kind of what you mean with yeah. that? We're getting too steep. Yeah, on too the, steep on the with the driver on the way down. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I like that. Jay, that's that sound. That makes complete sense. No wonder he's such a good coach. You're even talking in my language, like half volley over mid off. There you go. Is he? That's coaching right there, my friend. <laughs> oh, mate, just hit it, Bez. Just hit the ball. That's what someone told me. When you try and just half hit it, eh? When you try and half hit it and put it there, it never works out. So you just got to hit it. I love that, Jay. Love that, Jay. We'll we'll do that next week, Bez. Yeah. Hey, all right, Jay. Let's talk. Okay, that's good. I'm loving this language. Let's see. This is what I mean. Coaching, I feel I, I, I'm ready to get out there, get on that first tee, give it a little waggle, and then just rip it down the fairway and try and just hit half volley over wide long off. That's beautiful. That's I'm, one. I'm ready to go. Right, Jay, talk to us about our, our outstanding golfers who are just cleaning up. Obviously, Lydia this week, and also Steve Elka, Danny Lee's top seven finish last week. We're just, it's a, it's a good time to be involved in golf as a fan, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Um, it's awesome to see Lydia come back, and, and it's been brewing for a while. And, you know, like two wins in 2021, that was a massive win last week for all the top players. Mm. Uh, and the world were there. Um, and she's just she's just amazing. Eh? Like, she plays sport like I wish I could play sport. Not, obviously, I'd love to play with her skills, but just the way that she plays, her attitude, uh, she just seems to love it. So she's a wicked ambassador, I think, for not only golf, uh, also New Zealand. Um, yeah. Steve Elka, equally impressive. I saw him at the New Zealand Open. It must have been the last time it was played. Um, he came back and he looks, you know, like he's 50, obviously, he's playing on the Champions Tour and he looks as fit as ever uh, and, and was working as hard as ever, which is pretty cool to think he's been doing that for, you know, 30 years now. It's not too many sports. And he's had eight top tens this year and nine starts on the Champions Tour. Mm. So he had no status. Like he wasn't even a member of the tour because he couldn't get on. And now he'll play in that um, season-end event, you know, where they play for all the big money, which is pretty impressive to go from no status to um, to that. And then, and then on the leaderboard, I mean, there's Ernie Els and KJ Jordan. is all in the top 10. So it, was a, it wasn't like he was, you know, he no names. And as you say, Danny finished yeah, my COVID. Cool. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. special time for Kiwi golfers, mate. We're, we're loving all the success over there on the big stage. Back to Lydia quickly. Uh, do, you, do you reckon, has she reinvented her game or has she just gone back to what she did so well when she was starting out in the earlier ages when she had so much success? Um, <clears throat> I think she's probably grown massively as a person. I know that maybe sounds a bit cliched in modern days, everyone yeah. talks about that, but... Um, you know, like her, she works really hard on every aspect of her game. She's probably simplified it a bit, I would say. Um, she's working with Sean Foley now, and I know that was one of his big things when he started working with her was to just go back to probably the blueprint that she had when she was young. But I think people forget mm -hmm. that what she was having to go through, and you two would probably know as well as anybody, imagine going through that spotlight as a 17-year-old. I mean, she's only 24 now, but it seems like she should be 44 with what she's achieved. <laughs> so to go through that, as a young 
stadium. I mean, that, that's incredible in itself. So, yeah, yeah, I think she probably has simplified stuff and gone back to what she used to do. Well, just quickly before we let you go, mate, has golf ever been this strong in New Zealand? I feel like there's names and people all over the country. Amelia Garvey as well, she's trying to qualify for the LPGA. Has it ever been as strong as it is today? And bad luck to Danny Hill- Dan, um, Dan Hillier. Well, hopefully he will get over the line. But has it ever been as strong? No, it's, it's pretty exciting. I remember there was a weekend in 1993 when we um, grabbed the last turn one in Europe, wait, one on the USPGA Tour and Bob Fowles. Um, on the Champions Tour, and it was almost shaping like we could have had a similar weekend this weekend, but there's heaps of young players coming through, and, and I think one of the cool things about golf at the moment, or in some ways, the courses are so busy. Um, so yeah. heaps of young people now playing, um, and yeah, like we've got, there's plenty more young kids uh, on the way out there, you know, like there's Nick Vogue and Denzel at Amir over in America yeah. who are, mm. you know, trying to play on the Corn Ferry Tour. They're just everywhere, and it's it's really cool, so um, it's a, as I say, it's a cool time to be involved with yep. golf in this country. We got the champion. We got the champion, Michael Venus. He's over in Paris. Well, he's in. He just won the Paris Masters. He's had some very su- good success as of late. A great year, winning in, in Germany in June, then winning the bronze medal. He's forming a great little par- partnership with Tim Puitz, and they've won. They've had some great success as of late, and it's time to cross over to Mike Venus. He's a busy man. He's got his family with him, and I can see the smile on his face with his family sitting in the stands after that successful win over in Paris, mate. Good morning, Michael. Hey, guys. How are you getting on? Oh, we're going good, good mate. What about you? What about you? You just keep getting better and better. I, I, I kind of called it like a fine wine. Baz loves his red wine, and you just keep <laughs> get better with age, mate. You've had so much success as of late. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No, it's, been, it's been really cool, uh, especially this last month or so, to have the family here with me, uh, you know, after spending so much time apart. So to have a moment like yesterday and, and be able to share it with them, it made it really, really special. Mate, we're all blokes. We're all blokes. And it's a great idea when you get an opportunity to be able to spend some time by yourself, you know, relax, not change any nappies, not having to go get up and get the formula or go make run the bath and things like that. It all sounds great. But after a while, that kind of wears off pretty quick, eh, mate? You must be happy to have your family with you. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a bit of a change. Uh, you know, for a few months there, I was having to set my alarm to make sure I made it down for breakfast at 10 a.m. and... Uh... <laughs> Michael, it's Baz here. We've got a bit of a scratchy line coming through. You might be down in the wine cellar already, actually. But, hey, um, mate, just talk to us a little bit about this most recent win. How special How special was it? Yeah, really special. Um, you know, it's outside of the Grand Slam season, the, the biggest tournament, the Masters. Um, so to be... Played so many of them, but to finally, uh, you know, win one, uh, such a great feeling. But mm. I think the way we did it 
and the way we're playing as a team, I think that's the most exciting bit for me uh, going forward. Is I feel like um, you know we were we were doing simple things really well, and and, and it's something that we can uh, do consistently. I feel so. Uh, you know, hopefully we can have some more uh, good results next year. So just talk to us a little bit about the um, partnership with with Tim Puts. So is it you guys good mates off the court as well, or are you just gel really well on the court? You know, we're, we're good mates off the court. We actually, we both went to college in the States at the same time. We played at um, kind of rival universities, so we know each other then. And then uh, for probably the last uh, eight to ten years while we were playing on the tour, every time we are at the same tournaments, we'd always hang out or go to dinner and, and spend time together. And it just worked out now with our rankings uh, that we were able to play together. So we decided we'd give it a shot. And, uh, yeah, things, things are working out well. So we, we spoke to Paul Cole after he won the British Open and the British Masters, and we said, hey, mate, did you get paid? And he goes, yeah, we got paid. I heard you just you just played in the Rolex Masters doubles Titan. Did you get a free Rolex watch or what? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice, but uh, no, unfortunately that wasn't, uh, that wasn't part of it. But, uh, you yeah, know, the event was uh, really cool and, and just really happy to have got the title. Nice, mate. Nice. Uh, wh- wh- what next, mate? Obviously, you've had some pr- pretty impressive milestones as of late. Uh, the next would be a major, wouldn't it? That, that'll be on the cards, surely. What's next for you and, and Tim Putz? Yeah, so we're done for the year now. So it's, uh, Mm, we're just struggling a little bit with that line. We just lost yeah, you a wee bit there. See if we can get that one sorted. Yeah. Well, it must be great for him having his family over there, eh? Getting a little bit of success as well while, while they're there, being able to enjoy it with them. That must be pretty cool. Five or six months. You just did nine weeks, Baz. You did five to six months without his family. and We spoke about it. Like uh, It sounds like a great idea at the time, but after a while, that just, just wears off really quick. And there's just nothing about a noisy, nothing like a, like a noisy house. You know, someone is in the room, their kids are making a mess. And just just kind of puts a perspective on life when things are so successful. Have we got Michael Venus back? Oh, he's still not there, but you know, like it puts it puts this perspective on life, you know, like when in the vigors of high pressure sport, when you're playing at the very elite level, and, and there's no getaway, you know, when you're by yourself, there's really no getaway. When you have a family, you have a kid, and you go home, and they just, you know, I don't know, what do they do? Kids, they they just put make a mess on the floor and things like that. I'm sure that's what kind of adds to the success of Michael Venus when he gets away from the court. Michael, I know you're back now. When you get away from the court, you all, um, you know, you, you get a relief. But, um, yeah, so what, we kind of lost you there, mate. What, what, what was next for you? So you got a break. You're going to come home. But w- what next after the new year? Yeah, so we start in Australia. There's two tournaments there uh, in the lead-up for Australian mm-hmm. Open. So, uh, yeah, we'll just be working on the game and trying to improve the next uh, month or so. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we can continue how we're playing now and keep that rolling into January. So 
you're playing in the ATP at the moment. You're getting a lot of success there. What is the difference from the ATP to the majors? Is there just the, the all-round classy players are playing in the majors, so it's a lot harder to win those? Um, oh, it's Even all these tournaments, um, every match is, is so close. There's only really a few, a few points in it, and, and you have yeah. to take care of those opportunities when they come. Um, and I think the margin for, for everyone who's got so much smaller, everyone is so professional with everything that they do that, um, yeah, if, you, if you're just not quite on on that day, um, you know, the other teams are, are probably going to take advantage of it and, and, and take you out. So, yeah, it's a matter of just trying to um, trying to find your way through each match. Obviously, for two weeks in a row playing a tournament, you're not going to play your best match each time. So you've got to try and, uh, you know, figure it out and, and just work through each match. And hopefully you're there in the end of the second week and, and then you start playing your best tennis match. Oh, mate. Well, you're coming home soon. You're going to be home, and we look forward to having you back. You're going to get up to, what are you going to do, play some golf, relax with the fam? Yeah, I don't know. Just uh, we'll, we'll see what happens when we get back. Probably catch up with a bunch of family and friends and, and just try and uh, you know put the rackets away for a little bit and, and just spend some time trying to relax and, and, and just enjoy being home. Nice, mate. Well, congratulations on all your successes as of late. Really proud of you, mate. It's great to see you getting the rewards for all your hard work and great to see your family back with you over there as well. So all the best, mate, and we'll catch up with you very soon. Michael Venus. Thanks, boys. Take care. There you go. There you go. Absolute champion. Baz, he's got his family. You can hear it in his voice. He's happy. His life's complete, and he's getting the rewards in the end. So... That was a great chat with Michael Venus as he won the Paris Masters, the Rolex Paris Masters. He didn't get a Rolex, so got it. Unlucky, brother. But anyway, keep at it. You might get one soon, but he's going to be back so shortly, and hopefully we can get him on the show again as we head back. But up after the break, we've got Paul Mawati from the TAB. Make sure you give us a call anytime on the Kenna's High phone line, 0800 150 811. We'll head off to a wee little stoppage. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Mont Blanc, legend, 100 mil now. Just 64.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Save 25%. We're going to dial over to Melbourne. To the head honcho. Yes. To the big cheese. To the gaffer. <laughs> to our boss, Craig Hutchinson. Good morning, Hutchie. Hello, Baz and Izzy. Happy Cup Day. What an exciting day for New Zealand sport and what an exciting day for our business, SENZ, with the Otago Nuggets joining the family. Oh, yes. Wow, good. what an amazing story that is. All the way down there and at the bottom of the South Island, Otago Nuggets, the heart and soul of basketball here in New Zealand and, well, acquisition for SENZ. Tell us a little bit about the reasons why, mate. Well, obviously, we know the journey you had, Baz, as a one-time tower boy of the Otago Nuggets and, uh, of course, a street a court <laughs> back in the day. And, Izzy, I was thinking, any business that can get Baz to volunteer his time without commercial commitment must be an amazing place. So that was a good place to start. But uh, in all seriousness, um, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful um, part of New Zealand, as we know, the South Island, Dunedin, where our own SENZ 1206 and our team, they're doing a great job and rich in sporting history. The Otago Nugget story is a remarkable one. It's one of persistence and one of belief and one of being a huge part of that community there at the Edgar Centre. And when the opportunity came up to support 
like the sport and in the community and get involved deep, more deeply, we, we jumped at it. And I think uh, what I would stress is we want to build a great Otago Nuggets team and be a really big part of the community and to kind of double down and deepen our commitment. But we also want to foster and promote the NZNBL and all of the teams, uh, be it the NZNBL teams, be it, of course, the Sky Sport Breakers and beyond because basketball is growing, such a great part of the sport. doesn't matter what sport you're into in New Zealand, we want to give it to you on SENZ and whether it's getting involved in the community in Otago and supporting an iconic team or whether it's and the mail run on the SENZ app at the moment and giving you a little bit of choice on cup day as well as Bowser's breakfast. And we want to get involved in everything going on. And this was just another, another small step in that direction. Yeah, just to go back just quickly, I, I didn't volunteer my time either. I was paid handsomely those days. Thanks, Hutchie. But, but I, I appreciate the sentiment anyway. <laughs> Mate, it's... Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's also not the first basketball team that uh, the SEN or the, the wider SEN group have yeah. got ownership in, obviously taking on the big the big team over there in, in Australia in the Perth Wildcats. Yeah, I think that's hopefully um, there's some learning to, in our journey in basketball. It is the fast one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Uh, we're, we're in an era now where kids are growing up in basketball. It's huge participation. It's great for community, great for mums and dads and. You can, Everyone can go as a family to watch. You can take your grandparents to the basketball, have a good time. It's not too long. You've got, a, you've got fun around it. It's pageantry. And in Australia, you're right, we have bought the Perth Wildcats, who we would argue is the best non-NBA team in the world. It's made 35 consecutive final series. None of this to do with us, by the way, Baz. You've got the pressure on us now to maintain the record. But um, it is, you know, there's 13,000 games. They march in red shirts to the venue. The Red Army's famous in Perth. And we've added a head of basketball as a business, Danny Mills, who's, who was the head scout for the Philadelphia 76ers, because they're going through their own um, issues at the moment. But Danny's a ripper. He moves back to Australia, and he'll be heavily involved in overseeing you know, kind of the player side of, of supporting Angela and a wonderful team there at the Otago Nuggets. And yeah, we, so we think it's just another step into basketball. And again, as a business, we try and foster choice. So, so whatever, whatever you may be into, whether you want to start up at night on this year and then listen to the T20 World Cup and the semi-finals that we're into now, whether you like the EPL on a weekend, or do you want to come and watch a basketball game in a, in a target at the Edgar Centre? We want, we want to be able to make sure we can, we can connect to New Zealand sports fans. Well, Hachi, it's Izzy here, mate. You're a bloody well-driven man, and when you do something, you want to win it and you want to be the best at it. But tell us about, the listeners want to know about your journey. Your journey to get to where you are, where'd you get this insight to create this beast that is SCN? How big is the beast and the opportunity to be on the airways in New Zealand has been awesome. Well, people don't want to know anything about you, so let's clear that up. But what they want to know is yes, about, they do. You guys, about you guys and where we're going. And I think you know, days like today hopefully symbolise what we want to be as an SCNZ business. When I mean, you've got Baz and Izzy for breakfast, you've got Smithy on location in Christchurch, hopefully... You know, recreating what unfortunately many can't do, particularly in Auckland today, in their annual pilgrimage to the Cup. You'll hear a deeper commitment to sport today via the good oil in the afternoon. We're getting a lot by the, the trots today. And um, then your big trotting day. Or uh, the, uh, There's a show going on here in Australia that I would by the way, on our SEN track network with Chicken with Lily uh, and Mick. So, you know, growing New Zealand uh, racing and chasing and pacing into Australia as well. And, it's, it's an exciting time, and we want to keep building SENZ. We want to be local and relevant to all sporting parts of the country, and, and we'll continue to do that until what's going to be a pretty exciting summer. And, and 
this weekend with the semi-finals is going to be pretty cool, isn't it? With the with the World Cup, and hopefully we can see. You know, can you can you picture for a moment an Australian New Zealand final? That, that's possible, Baz, isn't it? It's yes. probable, I'd say. I, I'm. Yeah. I think it's it's more than likely. I think Australia is ready to roll, and I think New Zealand. You know, the English side are hit by injuries, and I think New Zealand are, are too resourceful in these types of games. So I definitely, I think it's probable. Is it? You've got you got think, one more for for the boss Hutchie, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's a probable final. Black Cats v Australia. I think it's going to be no doubt. But I want to ask you, mate, potential roles for myself and Bears at the Otago Nuggets. We've been <laughs> we spoke about it on here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm the hype man. I'm the mascot. You know, hyping the team up before they run. Uh, Ricardo's the announcer. He's got the announcing yeah. voice. What do you think? What do you think about our roles? Yeah, I think that'd be a great talkback topic at some stage. I heard Staffy's interview with Angela yesterday. I think. You're the front man, as you make sense, right? You're the lead singer in the band, I think. You know, you, you, you should be off. You've got to be playing your own solo to the crowd. I, I like to hear you singing National Anthem too, is he? I think that'd be a real real feature for you. Uh, I think oh, Smitty's no, got to be the coach's address. Smitty has to be the coach's address before each game, doesn't he? That's his role. I think he's got to be the, the kind of the wise soul that's got to bounce everyone. And personally, I had Baz back on the couch. I don't know about you, but I think there's a role there. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh. I agree. Sweep up my sweat, Bezza. Sweep up the sweat, brother. <laughs> no. hey, Mate, never you never you forget go. your roots, they say. Never forget your roots. <laughs> a great 660 song. <laughs> How do you reckon you'd go uh, one, on, so, one, on, one on one with, with uh, Easy Baz? How do you reckon you'd go? You'd just maybe he'd have a bit more tricks, but you have a bit more goal from you, I reckon. Oh. I think it'd be like the know, tortoise Hachi. and the hare, Hutchie. Like the old Babel, the tortoise and the hare. I think, I think that's that, that's what I'm going down anyway. Righto, before we let you go, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of angst amongst the group because you're, you're splashing all this cash. Does that mean no pay rises for the team this year? Yeah, well, I think I think you're okay, Baz. I think you're just just scratching out a living at the moment, which is which is good to see. I don't think we're in any danger of having to have a fundraiser for you at any any stage soon. And uh, I mean, you just. Crafting his own parties and he's doing magnificently. And uh, I must say, just before I go, because you won't hear from me too often on on Instagram. There's a last thing I want to hear from. But thanks to the Otago community for embracing us and for giving us a go. We hope to be a real part of the community and and you know deepen our commitment to the South Island in particular. And more well to you guys. And uh, good luck to all three codes this week on New Zealand Cup Week. We're really proud to be behind it with the, the great industries in uh, called Love Racing and uh, GRNZ and HRNZ and I know everyone would love to be missing their normal day to day. Twenty four thousand becomes twelve hundred. But you guys this morning mm. and also uh, Louie and, and Nick are doing a great job recreating it for fans. I hope you have a great cup day and I uh, hope you can find a winner. And thanks, thanks very much for getting involved. Brilliant. Awesome. Thanks for joining yes, us, Hutchie. And don't forget uh, race seven at Tiara today and the gallops as well. Get on Tabata, and I'm sure you've got plenty of oil yeah. down there at Addington <laughs> for New Zealand Cup Day. <laughs> Good man. Thanks heaps for joining us, Hutchie. See that was the big boss of the wack here on bears. I kind of got a bit of an understanding of the big wack here on, mate. The big wicket that bears is on from the boss. He said, Don't you worry, bears, become you're doing all right. Hey, Ricardo, we'll just keep chipping away for penance. Well, it sounds like it sounds like I'm a reasonably well paid towel mopper upper. Eh? <laughs> 
As, as for it is, Ricardo, you want to jump in, don't you? Is that what you want? Oh, no, no, mate. I was just going to say, I was, you know, with, that, with Izzy's voice, at least he can busk. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> just to make up that difference. Uh, the announcer, mate. Right it's, turned, it's, turned in, it's turned into that, is it? <laughs> Them and us. What about all of us in it together? One team, one dream. Yeah. 